Well, I'm uh, Pastor Joshua, and, uh, and as I said, I get the honor of getting to be a part of this team, and um, I'm going to talk to you today about communication, but I'm actually not going to talk to you about all of communication. I'm going to talk to you about the foundation of communication, and uh, so I'm going to talk to you about how to listen. And so let me just begin with a story, um, and uh, we'll go from there. Some time ago, um, I had a couple show up in my office, and they had that glow about them and that, that giggle. They had a giggle in their talk and a wiggle in their walk as they came in, and uh, they were super excited because they had become affianced, and they were going to get married, and so they said, oh, Pastor Joshua, we're so excited we're going to get married, and it's going to be so cool, and I was like, guys, that's so cool, that's amazing, and they go, and we really feel like God wants us to get married in six weeks, and I was like, ooh, and um, they had just started dating, like, a couple of weeks before they came in giggling in my office. So I was like, Ooh, slow your roll, children. And, um, and so they shared that and they shared their joy and they shared their reasons for why they needed to get married in six weeks. And the more that they shared, the more that I'm like, man, I got to, I got to, I got to scripture these guys a little bit. And so I said, okay, well, let me just stop you right there. Um, and I just, I'm going to tell you up front that uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And so I'm not your enemy. I'm your friend, but I'm going to wound you now. And uh, I literally said that, and they're like, and I said, uh, here, here's the thing. I love you guys, but um, I am very concerned about the speed with which you want to get married. And here are my reasons. And I said, and further, I just want to let you know, I want you to, you don't even have to respond, but I want you to consider this, that some of the things you've brought to my attention in this conversation make me think all the more that you should have a longer engagement. It's not that I don't think you should get married. I just think you need to have a longer engagement and work through some of these things and, and, uh, and some of the details they had shared with me. Here's why. And I said, and I do need to let you know that I have been involved in some of these speedy marriages and, um, and they don't usually last. And so I'm not interested in being a part of doing your ceremony if you're going to go with this timeline because I'm, I love you too much. I'm, I, so I'm, I don't want to be a part of that. And they're just like, you know, they were very sad. And so they went away sad. And I never saw them again. Um, I, that's not true. I did see them again. But the next time that I heard from them wasn't from them. I was at a One Hope meeting and, uh, and the mother of the bride came up to me at some point during the meeting and said, um, I got to talk to you. And I said, oh, hey, how are you? And she said, I've got to talk to you. And I was like, oh, it's not that kind of a talk. And she said, I just have to tell you that I've just, I, I, you know, the Bible says if someone offends you, you should go to them. And I need to talk to you because I am so offended with you. And I just do not understand. You're somebody that I used to respect and appreciate. But after you cursed my kids, I just don't understand why you would do that. Like, I don't understand how you could do that. And I'm like, your kids. Like, oh my goodness. And so I said, whoa, whoa, hold on. Um, what, what do you mean? And so she explained to me what the, what the perspective was from the kids, whom, by the way, had never come back and talked to me. There was no follow-up meeting. And, and, um, and they, they did go ahead and get married six weeks later. And, and, um, and, she, and so, but the message that they had received from me was, if you get married in six weeks, your marriage is not going to make it. So that was like the message they received. And the mom was like, you know, how dare you tell somebody that if they don't do it on your timeline, then they're, they're cursed. And, and I said, oh, man, I could totally understand how from their perspective that that would be what I said. It's not what I said, but I can understand how that's, 
how that felt to them. And so I repented to her. And then I called the kids and said, hey, guys, uh, sounds like I owe you an apology. People show up for that meeting, by the way. If you ever want a meeting and somebody's been dodging you, even if you haven't done something wrong, you could use that. And they'll come to the meeting, just think of something to apologize. That's not what this message is about. Okay. So um, at any rate, so, they, so I, I did meet with them and I apologized to them saying, listen, it was never my intention to speak anything. First of all, I did not curse your marriage. I don't think your marriage is cursed. I don't think that because you had a quicker engagement than what I would encourage you to do means that you're doomed. I don't think that at all. Um, you know, my heart was really honestly just to have you work through some things before you're married and then bring that health as a foundation into the marriage. But I was certainly not saying, unless you do it the way I think you should do it, your marriage is doomed. Um, gosh, please forgive me, guys. And, uh, and so as we continued to talk, then they explained to me that, uh, that they actually had not come to see me uh, to ask me to do the ceremony at all. <laughs> so they weren't asking for any input on their marriage. They had come to ask me about a couple of other things. But he who gives an answer before he hears, it is a folly and a shame to him. And I stuck the landing on that one. Totally 100% success on folly and shame. And um, so though I loved these guys, um, I didn't listen, and so I didn't hear. And how many of us can relate to this story, right? How many of you can relate to this story? It's like, Oh my goodness, it's not that we didn't love the person, but we didn't actually listen to what they were saying. And so then we responded with some fantastic advice that was completely useless to what they actually came to us for, right? Everybody in the room is just having like a whole montage right now. I'm just like, oh, yes, we can all absolutely identify with having been in this situation. And I think for many of us, we're experiencing friction and frustration and failure because we do not know how to listen. The Bible says that we, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And a lot of us, when it comes to communication, our relationships perish because we have lack of knowledge. We are doing this the wrong way and just just expecting a new result, you know? And it's like, why is it that I always end up back in this place in relationships? And, and let me give you some great news. You can do something about that. You can do something about that. So how many of you encouraged so far? I mean, that's, well, I'm encouraged because I know where I'm going with this. So let's just keep going. I love, this is, this is intense, isn't it? All right. A fool does not delight in understanding but only in revealing his own mind. I love Proverbs because it's always an invitation for us to turn from foolishness and become wise. The, the, the Lord loves us so much that he does not pull punches. When it comes to foolishness and wisdom, he does not mess around. He just lays it out there and he says, listen, baby, you are powerful and I love you and I know what I put in you. Now you choose which thing do you wanna practice? Joshua, do you want to practice foolishness or do you want to practice wisdom? In the story before, I practiced foolishness. Stuck the landing. I mean, it's a sad story. They do not attend here. They don't. We didn't recover at that level. They forgave me, but they are with a different family where the pastor's a better listener. <laughs> but I've learned, so you can give me another shot. You can give me another shot, but... 
Okay, here we go. So how do I not end up in that place? How do we not end up practicing being a fool? How do we move from practicing foolishness in our communication and in our listening to practicing wisdom? Well, the foundation of that is found here in Philippians 2, verses 3 through 7. In humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. I want to summarize this. In humility, value others above yourselves. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, taking the very nature of a servant. When you and I are communicating with someone else, what we need to understand is that if we are to be like Christ, then we must take the nature of a servant in listening to the message of the other person's heart. We are to actually find ourselves serving them by drawing out the message of their heart. In Proverbs 20, verse 5, this is a beautiful scripture. If you're going to get a tattoo, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. You see, when somebody comes to you, they may not actually even be able yet to communicate what's in their heart. They're coming to you and trusting you with something that's inside of their heart. And they're saying, I'm choosing you. I'm asking you to hear my heart. Now, they may not be able to say it in the words that you would prefer that they would say it. They may say it in a way where you catch a whole lot of elbows while they're doing it. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were talking about you. feels awfully a lot like we're talking about me now. But if I can remember that I'm there as a servant, joining Jesus in his ministry and becoming a servant to search out the deep things in someone else's heart, I'm gonna listen for their heart, then I will actually draw out that thing that's in another person's heart by me understanding I'm here to serve you to be able to communicate the message of your heart, even if you're not even good at it yet. That's a say law, isn't it? I want to serve you. I want to help you be able to express the thing that is actually in your heart. One of the people who's taught me the most about being able to do this is my wife. Karen has demonstrated this in my life. And if any of you have had the pleasure of having a conversation with my wife, you've found that to be true. She has this way of letting you know that she is not going to hold you responsibility, I'm sorry, hold you responsible for some of the wrong ways that you may have said it. She doesn't come back and say, oh, I don't really like the way that you just said that, okay? So like before we go any further. No, she's listening and going, you, so when you were saying this, tell me a little bit more about that. She will draw out what is in your heart. My wife, at one time I came home, I was so furious with someone. I said, Karen, I gotta tell you, oh my goodness, this person, da 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 da, and they blah blah blah, and I can't even understand how they got to this conclusion. And she goes, Well, let me just stop you right there. I think you need to remember that everyone considers the intention of their heart as good. So, what is it that might be good in this person's heart? I'm not saying their actions are okay, I'm not saying their conclusion was okay, I'm not saying the way they just treated you were okay. But take a moment and imagine, what do you think it is that's in their heart that's making them come at you like this? 
And I was like, get out of my house. You are supposed to be on my team. No, I was like busted. I was cut to the heart. I gnashed my teeth. No, I, I, I said, baby, that's amazing. And she's done that with me. And she's done that for me. And so she's really demonstrated this. So this is an easy preach for me because she's been practicing wisdom on me for a long time and I'm starting to catch on. But when we begin to say, what is it that's in your heart? I want to serve you like Christ so I can hear what's in your heart. I'm not going to hold you responsible for saying it wrong. I'm not going to hold you responsible for some other things. I, you know what? 1 Corinthians 13 says this. It says, love keeps no record of wrongs. If I were to write my own message version, I think in that point I would say, love intentionally ignores certain things at certain times for the good of the relationship. It's like, you know what? That doesn't matter. You're just venting. You're just working through it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to worry about that right now. So what are you saying? You seem really mad. You're having some, some passion here. I can sense that this is, means a lot to you. Tell me more. Amen? Love will do that. Love will serve so that I can hear your heart, so that I can draw out that deep water and understand what's going on in you, understand what you're trying to tell me. Let me show you what this looks like in real time. Um, we've got diagrams. Here we go. Okay, so this is uh, Guinevere and Steve. And Guinevere has a bunny. And when she is with Steve, Steve reminds her of that little bunny and she wants to express to Steve that, but she doesn't even know necessarily how to connect that together because how many men would really want to be compared with your love for a bunny? But it means something to Guinevere, and she wants to share it. And she says, I'm just thinking of this bunny that I had when I was a kid. And so Steve, being the good man that he is, hears her, and he's like, Oh, she's not talking about a rabbit. She's talking about a rooster. Oh, okay, I think, I, I think I'm hearing what she's saying. She's saying a rooster. And so now Steve has already heard this preach. And so Steve says, are, are you talking about a rooster? I mean, what I'm hearing you say so far is, rooster, is that correct? Guinevere says, no, not a rooster, a rabbit. Steve says, oh, okay, what I'm hearing you say is you're talking about a rabbit. And she says, yes, a rabbit. And then Steve has understanding. Do I need to run this again? Because I think a few of you are like, whoa, 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 you lost me at step two. You know what, guys? Most of us get lost at step two. Most of us get to step two, and when we hear that first moment, she, when we, we get here, this is where it all ends for us. Oh, she's talking about a rooster. I used to have a rooster when I was a kid, and I loved my rooster, and I blah, 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 blah. And Guinevere's like, I'm pouring my heart out here. I don't know why we're talking about your stupid rooster. You're killing me, Steve. All right? How many of us think we understand what someone else is saying and then we immediately skip to our answer and then people don't come to Christ Center anymore? That's the moral of this story. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what I did to that couple, isn't it? I was like, they're talking about a rooster. And I went on rooster patrol. And now their rabbit goes somewhere else. 
There's some language that's important if you're going to engage in listening. There's some language that's very important. Now, how you want to paraphrase this is totally up to you, but it needs to have these three components. You see, Steve being the brilliant man that he is and the great student that he is, and he told me he appreciated my teaching, and I, I told him, I hear you saying I'm awesome, and he said, that's close, and that was good enough. No, there's these components of good listening, and it's this, that Steve was able to interject and say, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is rooster. Is that correct? And she said, no. No, 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 I'm saying rabbit. He goes, oh, okay, you're saying rabbit. Okay, I got you. Good, please continue to share. See, when we interject to serve the person, because remember, we're joining Jesus, we're becoming like Jesus, we're serving someone else to draw out the deep waters of their heart. We're saying, you have a heart message, and I'm going to listen to what it is your heart is trying to tell me. Now, as I shared with Karen, sometimes, well, maybe I didn't, that might have been first service, sometimes I have no idea what I'm trying to tell Karen when I come home. I have no idea what my heart message is. She knows me good enough to know that I'm not really that upset that Jason, you know, I don't know, questioned my wisdom. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she knows that I'm not really upset about the silly thing that I'm talking about, you know. We're out of coffee. You're just usually not crying about that. I wonder what your heart's saying. She's drawing out what the message of my heart is. Guys, I want you to catch something. Most people are not great at communicating, including you, the message of your heart. There's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. One of which is probably that most of us are terrible listeners. And so we're not used to it going very well when we share. And so how many of you know when you're stressed, you become a less great communicator? Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to share my heart, but I'm really scared I'm gonna get wounded, so let me fix it with more words. That's at least my strategy. And you're trying to listen, and they're just burying you with wave after wave of words. And you're getting more and more lost as time goes on, right? It's like, I thought we were talking about not having coffee. Now we're talking about the neighbor. And now we're talking about when you were three. And now we're talking about yesterday and the toast. Like, I have no idea what's happening anymore. All right? We've all been in that place. And, and they're getting more emotional as it goes. <laughs> and you're going, oh, God. I don't even know what the plot is, like this is not going to end well. But if you understand that you're a servant, then like Steve with Guinevere, you will interject to serve the person you're listening to, to draw out the deep water of their heart. Now you're not, now you, let, me, let, me, let me say this really clearly, listen, everybody listen, eyes right here. You are interjecting to clarify. You are not interjecting to answer. It is not time for input from any of us yet. Are you with me? You're interjecting to clarify and you're doing like Steve, my man Steve, and you're saying, okay, so what I'm hearing you say so far is rooster. Is that correct? I'll tell you this. Nine times out of ten, you are not correct and you are very glad that you asked that question. Nine times out of 10. Or maybe it's just me. I might be horrible at this game. Even if you get to 50%, 50% is an F. <laughs> you clarify. And then when they say, yes, that's it, or no, that's not it, this is what it is, you clarify again, and then you say, please continue. It's not time to respond. You're just wanting to make sure you're listening. You want to make sure you understand. 
Because why? Because, because a righteous man delights in understanding. A wise man delights in understanding, not erring their own heart. How many of us are busted by that one, right? Come on. A fool just cares about sharing his own heart. Ouch. I mean, I'll just say ouch for me. I think I probably practice the fool more in that area of communication than any other sin that I probably commit. In the, and I don't know. Yeah, I would say it's a sin at that point because I'm not loving my neighbor. I want to air my own heart, but I don't want to delight in understanding you. Ouch. Ouch. But you and I, again, we're invited. Which, which thing do I want to practice? I want to practice wisdom. I want to practice delighting in understanding. And I can do that by simply interjecting and saying, okay, okay, here's what I'm hearing you say so far. Is that correct? And if it is, okay, please continue. It's not time for me to start airing my heart. Not time for me to even respond to you yet. I just want to make sure I'm hearing you. Are you guys, you guys getting that? So how do I know when to do that, right? Because that's, I mean, most of us, communication's been a little bit of a minefield, yes? Is that true? Especially if it's in a high tense situation. So you're like, how do I do this well? How do I know when to do it? Well, let me tell you, here's some great suggestions as to when to do it. <laughs> Never. Just kidding. Um, no. Here, here's, here's where it is. When you're in that conversation, no matter how long it's been going on, when you're in that conversation, while listening, if... My mind is starting to wander. If your mind starts to wander, it's a great time to say, okay, so here's what I'm hearing so far. And just, am I understanding what you're saying? Here's what I'm hearing so far. Let me read back what I've got so far. And if they say yes, then you say, awesome. Okay, please continue. All right? If you find yourself thinking that you know where this is going, so you're starting to be like, oh, I see where they're going with this. Okay. Well, then what's happened? You're not listening anymore. You're, putting, you're doing math. You're like, oh, they want to get married because of these reasons and blah, blah, blah. And if that happens, then this could happen. And then that's going to be on me. And what will people think if I'm marrying people? And they're, they're, there's the divorce rate and blah, 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 blah. And what happened? I just aired my own heart, broke theirs. Are you with me? Don't waste your energy on that. In that moment, if you're starting to think you know where it's going, take a moment and say, okay, I want to make sure I'm hearing you. Is it this? Yes? Okay, please continue. If you catch yourself formulating what you're going to say oh, I know what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to say. Then take a moment and clarify. Okay, is this what we're saying? All right, awesome. Thank you. I totally get that. Please keep going. If, you, if it reminds you of something that happened to you, yeah, that's the worst of it all, isn't it? Oh, I'm just empathizing. I remember when that happened to me. I'm going to think about me for a while because I'm bored with what you're doing. Let's think about me. Can't wait to tell you about me. Can't wait to air my own heart. Right? I learned that look from Jason, by the way. It's good. Sorry. It's another one. Do you guys miss the power curtsy? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. If you think you understand, if you think you understand, <laughs> it's a great time to make sure you actually understand. The minute you think you understand what they're saying, let them finish their sentence, by the way. But, but at the same time, too, realize you're serving this person. And if you're with me, like when I'm, when I'm emotional... You guys get to see me when I'm not even emotional. This is after I've prepared. Yeah, think about when I haven't prepared. I'm like a machine gun. I'm just like, Karen, my feelings, and I got out of the car, and I don't understand. But you know the funny thing is, when I interrupt myself, you just, Karen knows. She just has to be like, 
so what I'm hearing you say is, like, it, there's no, I'm not even going to take a breath. Here's what I learned, is I just keep talking on the inhale. Like, so anyway, it's really good to see you, and so, okay, if you're with one like me, if you're with one like me, just smile, just smile and say, okay, I want to make sure I'm tracking. Is this what you're saying so far? Please continue. Here is the silver lining. If you will do this, the person you're communicating with will actually relax and become a better communicator because you actually are proving that you love them and you're there serving them to find out what's in their heart. So they're going to be like, oh, you're actually listening to me. You understand me. Their pulse will go down. Their heart will be warm. Oxytocin will be released. Dopamine will be released. They will be like, and then also, you know, I mean, it's, you guys, I'm telling you, it's fantastic. Why? Because you're actually being trustworthy. You're serving someone. And you know what happens when somebody serves you? You know they love you. But you do have to interject in a beautiful way to clarify, not to answer. You are not answering yet. So once you've gone through this, and that they're, and they're at the end, now... Now at this point, darling, hang on, here we go. Wow, praise Jesus. We're going to just wrap that part up. At this point, now, you can respond by delighting and understanding. At this point now, when you say, is this so, so let, me, let me read back what I heard. So you've gone through this. You've interjected a few times. You fully understand. And you're going to say, okay, so I, here's what I hear you saying. Are you, you're saying this and this and this. And you're, and you're feeling this. And they go, yeah. And then, then, you delight in understanding. And you know what that looks like? Do you know what delighting in understanding looks like? Well, first of all, you're acting like God right now. Come on, let him... Let him who boasts boast in this, that he knows and understands me. Come on. The Lord loves this stuff. This is true relationship. It's time to take a moment and delight that I actually understand what's going on with you. I don't even have to agree with it, but I can delight in understanding that you just let me hear your heart. And you know, how, you know what else I do to delight in that? I empathize. The, the rest of listening is you've summarized what it is, and then you empathize. In other words, you do the math. You say, oh my goodness, I understand what you're saying. And the truth is, in light of what you just told me, this is what I said to that couple, in light of what you just told me, I am so sorry. That must have been such a bummer for you to come in here to share good news with me and then have me turn around and not only not be excited about it, but turn around and essentially send you a message that I'm like saying, if you don't do it this way, your marriage is doomed. That was not in my heart. But based on what you heard and the facts that you had, oh, I am so sorry. What was I doing? I was empathizing. Get, now, this isn't about me airing my heart. Their marriage isn't about different other people's marriages that didn't make it. But I, I did that to them, didn't I? And why? Because I didn't listen. But the second time, you know what I did? I listened. I listened. And when you're in that place, just... Don't answer. This is before you even answer. You're going to empathize. I could see this. I could understand this. 
Thank you for sharing that with me. That honestly, that makes a lot of sense to me. All right. And now you're ready to respond. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we thank you that you've given us your word. We thank you that you didn't make this a mystery for us. You've actually invited us in to becoming better communicators so that we can be like you. Lord, for all of us that have just had honestly tremendous fear in the area of communication and we're realizing that this is an invitation to become better at it, I just want to ask that your love would come in right now. By your Holy Spirit, that your love would come in and cast out all the fear that has been a part of how we communicate. Fear of rejection, fear of making mistakes, fear of of breaking stuff. You know where it is, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you just come and bring the love of Christ right now? With this information, Lord, would you come and bring transformation? And then, Lord, I want to ask, God, that you would help us to practice wisdom and become a house, a family, a tribe that listens. In Jesus' name. Amen. The prayer servant team is coming forward. I want to encourage you. You don't have to have everything broken to get prayer. If it's going really good, have somebody agree for the ministry that you're a part of because you are all in full-time ministry. God bless you guys.